1: David Cobb covers college football and basketball for CBS Sports. He's on Twitter at David W Cobb. Cobb, this is the
2: biggest Tennessee football game since 1998, baby. Uh, well, you know, probably actually the 01 SEC championship game. Tennessee had a chance, maybe, to win that game and go to the national title. So, yeah, because yeah, I was, I was thinking, two
1: I was thinking if it wasn't the SEC title game, it was the Florida game. The you know the September 11th, the game that was on supposed to be on September 11th or the weekend of September 11th it got moved back to December, and I think the Ice Man went to the Ice Man went to the swamp and knocked him off, and I think that set up that SEC title game.
2: It did. Uh, you re- you recall correctly. Very impressive for uh, somebody who didn't attend the University of Tennessee. But I've got a lot a of Vols one. fans
1: that are my best buds.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry about yeah, that. Me too. But, uh, yeah, it's huge. It's huge. You know, it's one way where if they lose it, it's just back to business as usual, right? Like, okay, Tennessee's whatever, like, you know, they're they're not nationally relevant unless they upset Georgia. They're they're taking strides, but they're not there yet. You know, that's what happens if they lose. And it do, it's not it doesn't register as the biggest game in, in any period of time. But if if they win, then obviously, I mean, I, I think there's a decent chance that the goalposts come down at Neiland on Saturday.
1: So we there is of so, course the report that Danny White has apparently commissioned he's commissioned there's, new there's
3: go- questions whether this is a real real or not, but this is from Richard G. West. It's like I think it's it, is a parody account, is would yeah, be my guess. Fake. Dick West, do you think? Yeah. <laughs> but he reported that Tennessee has already commissioned new goalposts be built just in case they rip down the goal posts at Neyland. That does feel fake. I feel like It you, is fake. You, yeah. Yes.
2: That is the, the chief, like, parody account. It gets everyone uh, in, the, in the Tennessee circle. Well, the Tennessee people are used to it by now, but, like, now that that account is starting to get people all over the country because Tennessee's finally relevant again. So this entire, like, Alabama podcast, they did a segment based off of one of Richard G. West's fake tweets uh, the other day where he tweeted that the guy, uh, Jalen McCullough, the, the starting safety who got arrested on Sunday, tweeted that uh, he would be suspended but that he wouldn't serve the suspension until the UT oh, I felt. See, I fell, yeah. <laughs> <it to> <laughs> I fell for that one. he sent it to me. I fell for that one. Well,
1: do we know? Heupel's not commented one way or the other. And I got to tell you, it might impact my bet whether or not he plays because if he does play, I think Heupel's got the right mentality for, to win a big game. Yeah. Innocent <laughs> until proven yes, guilty. Exactly. We got to let the justice system play out.
2: Right. Yeah, These are yeah. just accusations a, a... right now. Uh, right. Uh, it's, yeah, I, I saw where he said basically we're going to kick the can down the road until the end of the week. Yes. If, if, uh, yes. If, uh, he's so
1: playing. Yes.
2: <laughs> if Nick Saban isn't going to reveal, you know, Bryce Young's status, then um, you know maybe maybe Josh Heupel doesn't want to reveal Jalen McCullough's status. Although those two things are not equal because one is far more important to their team than the other.
1: Well, I, wouldn't Cedric Tillman though could be in that category, right?
2: Oh yeah, he's. he's Tremendously significant to this game. And based off everything we heard going into the LSU game, it felt like they were, they were trying to preserve him for, for this game and didn't want to uh, force the issue against uh, LSU. And for, for that matter, it kind of felt the same way with Alabama and uh, Texas A&M. I, I, think, I think if Bryce Young had to go in that game, if it was an SEC title or CFP type of game, I think he probably could have. And I don't think Jimbo thought it was going to be as close as it ended up being with no role playing, so I, I would expect Tillman to play, but that that has not been said out loud by anyone yet.
3: All right, so I gotta, I've I've now found there's now there's a fake Josh Heipel account, and then this Richard G West guy, he's he's got some good stuff. Not only does he have the goalpost post about them, Danny White bought you know having goalposts commissioned in case they have to tear the the ones down in Nealon Saturday. Also has another post where Danny White has a quote unquote announced. Uh, that he will cover the bond of anyone who gets arrested celebrating the win. I thought that was pretty this good. This is his safety count. <laughs> and then this other one, fake a fake Josh Heupel account, announced that Dolly Parton was going to be the ga- college game day guest picker on uh, on Saturday. Excited to welcome Vol for Life uh, Dolly Parton in Knoxville Saturday. Um, <laughs> who, who do they use – He's Bianca Belair. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They got the WWE uh, wrestler. Or excuse me, they don't call them divas anymore, right? No, they're not divas. They're superstars. They're they're superstars. Yes. Yes. Well, Um, I don't
1: know. Vince called them superstars. I don't. I don't know. Triple H is apparently getting pretty lax. He lets you kind of call them whatever you want. (laughs) Triple H would say she's the champ. Yeah. There you go.
3: Yeah. Um, No, it'll be interesting to see who they end up. I'm still. I'm. I'm voting for Bill Dance, just like I was the first time.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's overkill, honestly. The game day is going to Knoxville twice in a month's span. I mean, really? Mark thought I they were going
1: to Ann Arbor. He didn't think there was any I'm I'm revealing I'm peek behind the curtain. On Saturday Mark didn't think there was any way they were gonna go back to I
3: didn't think they'd go to, to Knoxville, Knoxville.
1: and I laughed, I go Pff. Are you kidding me? I Who's ESPN think that, in bed with? I didn't
3: think they'd go to Knoxville. I thought they'd. No, I, thought, I didn't either. I thought they'd send, like, the Tim Tebow crew
1: to how, Knoxville. How much money did the ESPN just spend on the SEC? <laughs> how much money did they exactly. spend on the
3: Big Ten? Yeah, it's not on CB. It's on CBS. The it doesn't game.
1: matter. It's, who are they in business with?
2: Yeah, I, if, if the Big Ten and ESPN had a better working relationship yeah. right now, there's no doubt that game day would be going to Ann Arbor because that is, a, is just as big of a game – nationally as Tennessee-Alabama is. It has two teams that are undefeated in the running for the playoff, and uh, it's a, a conference that's equally as good. So I I, I, mean, I would go there if I were game day versus going back to Knoxville. I'm not mad that they're going to Knoxville. It's just like, why are we going there twice in a month span? It just seems a little over the top. I guess where
1: I struggle with this game is, and I ended up just kind of keeping it simple last week. Like, my eyes told me Tennessee's a good football team. But I was having this question of, like, it almost felt like it was too soon for us to just kind of be blindly having faith in Tennessee. But with that being said, it's like, I don't know, man. I just, I think they're a good team. Is the, is the problem that I'm having this week, it's like, okay, I know my eyes say this team has the elements to, to not only keep it close with Bama, but even to beat Bama. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know, man. Doesn't this just feel like the spot where Saban just kind of boa constricts them and, and just sucks the life out of you?
2: Yeah, at some point, Alabama is going to stop beating itself. I mean, this team is fortunate right now to be, uh, what, 6-0 and uh, because they've had a, a number of close calls in games where they've just played very poorly. I mean, they really could have lost at Texas. They probably sh- should have lost against Texas A&M if Jimbo had dialed up anything remotely creative on the final play of the game there against a backup quarterback, uh, mind you. You didn't and, like and- a
1: back shoulder fade into double coverage?
2: It was just awful. Like for them to to get gifted that that uh that pass interference or holding or whatever it was on Alabama to get that play right down there in the uh, you know the the box in the three yard line or whatever. And that's what you come up with. Anyway, I just feel like Alabama has played pretty poorly by its standards so far this season. At some point, they're going to get right. That's what I'm afraid of. If I'm a Tennessee fan, is because if Alabama plays up to its potential, and Bryce Young is out there, and they don't kill themselves with turnovers. I mean, yeah, they're fully capable of going into Knoxville and winning by 20-plus. It's just that's not the version of Alabama that we've seen so far this season.
1: Let's talk about the side of the ball that it feels like we just kind of neglect with Tennessee, and you can understand why, because their offense is really good. But is Tennessee able to stop the run uh, against Alabama? Because I thought one of the big stories of last week was just really kind of how dominant Tennessee was not only on offense, but how dominant they were on defense. The flip side of the argument would be, well, LSU's offensive line's not been very good all year, and they've been susceptible. Can, can Tennessee's defense take advantage of an Alabama offensive line that's been inconsistent this year? I think that's probably the best way to say it.
2: Yeah, I don't think it's any sure bet that Alabama runs the football particularly well against Tennessee's defensive front. I mean, Tennessee's defense gets maligned quite a bit but a lot of that is because of the situations it ends up in. Tennessee's offense ranks pretty pretty low in, in time of possession, 125th I think it is nationally. That means all those minutes that the offense is not on the field, the Tennessee defense is on the field. So they've kind of they're kind of up against it in the in the numbers and and the, 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 what you see with your eyes don't line up because statistically Tennessee's defense ranks among the worst in the country, but on a down to down basis they're actually not that bad, and, and LSU could not run the football whatsoever, against Tennessee this last week, and a lot of that was due to the fact that LSU was dealing with some injuries up front on the offensive line. So they're not going to completely snuff out Alabama's run game, but if the Crimson Tide think they're going to go into Knoxville and just sort of uh, run it down Tennessee's throat, I really don't think that's a plausible or, or you know likely game plan, because uh tennessee's defense is better than than a, a glance at the, the statistics might suggest so alabama's gonna have to show some of that that playmaking on the outside right like they're gonna have to to air it out whether that be with bryce or milrow or whoever's playing quarterback they're gonna have to they're gonna have to beat tennessee out on the perimeter which is why the uh, the whole Jalen mccullough whether or not he's gonna play thing could end up mattering.
1: no i mean to your point tennessee on points per drive defensively is 26th in the country like to your point, on a drive-to-drive basis, they do pretty well. The reason why they give up points when they do, it's because, well, they're on the field a ton because their offense scores so quickly, but they're 30th in the country in touchdowns per drive allowed. I mean, they're solid there. They've been pretty good in the red zone, keeping teams out, and, you know, they've been top 30 in forcing turnovers. Like They are doing the things defensively that you would ask of a defense when you have that kind of offense. You want them to... Force turnovers, and you want them to have negative plays, and you know, for the most part, just bend but don't break. Like, and I don't know. Like, I I guess that's kind of where I really struggle with this game is that my eyes tell me one thing, but then like on the other aspect of it, is it just Alabama's helmets that are keeping me hesitant?
2: Well, I, I think you look at like turnover margin, for example. Tennessee is pretty pretty up on turnover margin this year. Like, it, it's bounced in their favor. Uh, Alabama, just the exact opposite. And at some point, nature takes over, uh, the odds uh, coalesce, and Alabama starts getting the turnover luck, and and Tennessee gets less of it. it, And Tennessee can't have that happen this week. They have to win the turnover battle if they want to have a chance. You look at that last week at LSU, first play of the game, LSU returner just drops the ball uh, mysteriously. Tennessee pounces on it. Like They're going to need a couple of plays like that to, to stay in this game against Alabama. And if they get them, then you know, the crowd becomes a factor, momentum becomes a thing, uh, and all that type of stuff. It's just how long is a Nick Saban-coached Alabama team going to keep shooting itself in the foot? And that, that's my question here. And, and I look at Tennessee's body of work to this point. I saw a statistic earlier that they are the only team in the country this season to have beaten three ranked teams at this point. And that's a wonderful statistic that sounds great, but the reality is all three of those teams that were ranked when Tennessee beat them are no longer ranked. (laughs) So it's still a question of whether or not the Vols have really been tested, and they certainly will be this week against Alabama.
1: No, I I agree with you because, like, oftentimes when you hear that, the number of ranked opponents that you beat, it's like, okay, well, that stat requires some context. I think the way, though, that I would spin it if I were – trying to make the case for Tennessee, every single test that they've faced this year, they've passed. Like, you know, the, the and while Pitt is not as, you know, Pitt has not been what they were that week, it's also important to note, like, Pitt was healthier that week than they were, you know, currently when they're losing to Georgia Tech. And, you know, I think Florida played pretty well against Tennessee, and Tennessee still found a way to win. And, like, last week, I just found myself really impressed because they never even let it become a game. Like, yes, they got the break on the opening kickoff, but then they pounced on it, they punch it in immediately, and, like, they put that game, like, away. It just felt like, you know, five minutes into the game. And, like, at a certain point, I guess I my question is, like, are we not going to credit that? Like, that's, I think, where it becomes interesting.
2: Yeah, no doubt. Well, I just think seven and a half, that could be, that could be tough uh, for Tennessee to handle if, if they get a couple of three and outs in the first quarter uh, offensively, and, and Alabama, can, you know, it works both ways. Tennessee can score real quickly. They can also punt real quickly as well. And we haven't seen that version of Tennessee so far this season. In fact, you know, go back to last year. They played Alabama pretty well through two and a half quarters. Uh, had a close game even late into the third quarter at Alabama on the road. Uh, and then Alabama ends up pulling away. They they sort of got Tennessee in, in a bad cycle there at the end of the game. So well, remember they had year. those
1: they Heupel played to win the game, and they went for it like deep in their own territory, and then they turned it over. And like I, I'm with you, that game was closer than the final was.
2: Right. So we'll see. I don't know. It's 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 a huge, just a huge game. Neyland is going to be in a type of way that it, it hasn't been in a long, long time. The 2016 Tennessee-Alabama game was a, a top-ten matchup, kind of like this one, but Tennessee was coming off of a loss at Texas A&M the week before, and then they just got stomped. And then that kind of did away with uh, the, the momentum of the Butch-Jones era. So, uh, you know, they, it's, it's Alabama, and, and you've you got to remember that. Even though this Alabama team has shown its flaws, I, I don't know. I mean, what you said at the beginning sort of uh, is, is something I can't get out of my mind. Which is basically just this idea that uh, at some point Alabama's going to get right, you know, and and if that's this week, it doesn't mean Tennessee's had a bad season or, or that they're doomed. It just means that that they're they're uh, they're not quite all the way back yet. And, and the fact is, even if they lose this week, they're still way ahead of schedule uh, with a chance to win ten games this season.
3: Yeah, we're talking to David Cobb of CBS Cobb, that's not the only big game this week. Probably the best weekend of the college football calendar so far. I think not even probably definitely the best weekend. We've been trying to come up with a name for it. There's you know showdown Saturday feels a little lazy. <clears throat> Statement Saturday a little lazy. We 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 thought yesterday Show yourself Saturday. Yeah, show yourself Saturday. Maybe sit down Saturday because you're not going to get up from your couch um, but
1: there's I, something out there about are you a fraud? Like it, it's to me like that's kind of what the, the defining thing is. Like who's for real and who's not? Well, because that that was my question to Cobb. There's a lot of big games this weekend
3: in all the Power Five conferences. It feels like first place is almost like on the line in every conference. In some, I ways. mean, to a
1: certain degree, it kind of is. Yeah.
3: Um. What team do you think if you had to predict today when we when we get back next week? Who's made the Who's made a the biggest statement? Who are you Who's most likely to make a big statement this weekend in your mind? Whether it's could be Tennessee against Alabama, maybe Penn State going to Ann Arbor, maybe it's you know Oklahoma State winning at TCU, maybe it's USC winning again you know winning again, actually beating a good really good team in Utah or sort of good team. Who in your mind makes a statement this weekend? If you had to guess right now.
2: Well, you mentioned the game, but I'm taking the other team, and that's, that's TCU over Oklahoma State. I, I still feel like Oklahoma State is a little bit fraudulent. I'm not saying they don't deserve to be in the top ten. They're and 5-0. They, they deserve to be ranked uh, where they are, but they're going on the road to TCU this week. That TCU team is, is really good. Uh, I think Oklahoma State gets exposed There is a little bit fraudulent. And, and then on the flip side of it, I mean, I guess you could call this a statement win, maybe a, hey, we're still here sort of a moment. I like Utah against USC. I mean, I think USC has shown its flaws quite a bit throughout this season and just sort of managed to piecemeal victories together uh, when one side of the ball is lacking. But the physicality they're going to see against Utah, even though this Utes team has been down a little bit, I think it's going to be a different type of game for USC going on the road. And I kind of like Utah to uh, put an end to this whole Lincoln-Riley college football playoff hype train that that we've got going right now.
1: Cobb, we appreciate it, buddy. Thanks, Cobb.
2: Yeah, no problem.
1: Thanks, guys. David Cobb of CBS Sports.
0: (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too.